welcome to the episodes of the Entrepreneurship Insights. And today we have the guest Nelson Jadron from UK who joined us in the Entrepreneurs Insight. And so Nelson, so since it's the first time we met, so can you briefly introduce you to Yes and also to us? Oh, hi everyone. Um, my name is Nelson. I'm a student at the University of Southampton, uh, reading aerospace engineering, and uh, I'm the founder of Project Ed. So Project Ed is a student-led organization which uh, strives to empower underprivileged students to pursue their tertiary education dreams by, um, well, through three different initiatives. One, digital mentorship, um, scholarships, opportunities, and educational workshops. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So, so since it's like, so uh, we are, this uh, series are entrepreneurship insight. So we have the questions regarding entrepreneurship to ask you. So I think yeah, for Yes. Um, well, the first question I want to ask you is like, how do you get started in the world of uh, entrepreneurship? Well, oh, that's a very good question. Um, well, it came pretty naturally. Well, um, when I was young, I, I loved to, you know, like play with, um, I, I used to sell, um, uh, you know, like um, erasers when people was playing those, flipping the eraser thing, because I used to win a lot then. I was like, okay, let me sell it to my friends like uh, 20 cents each, right? And also I used to um, sell um, like fighting fish because I realized a lot of my friends love to, you know, play with the fighting fish. And um, my dad taught me how to breed the fishes. So I was like, okay, let's do that. And I sell all this kind of stuff. So it came to me pretty naturally um, when I was young, uh, since young. Well, my first think of entrepreneurship uh, came uh, together with my friends uh, when we were starting, you know, this thing called uh, 97 Bros. And slowly I moved uh, more into social entrepreneurship, which I started um, an NGO and, you know, social enterprise with my friends um, called Project Ed. So, well, I believe it all gets started um, when you want to solve a problem. And the problem is something that you really, which is really close to your heart, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, continue about Project Ed. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about Project Ed? It's like I've heard it before. It's more to, it's for scholar by scholar. But can you tell us more about it? Like, yeah, for sure. You do. Yeah, exactly. So you got the right essence. You got the essence of Project Ed, which is for scholars by scholars. So we basically run by students or um, fresh graduates because a lot of my friends, uh, some of my you know, teammates are graduated uh, mm. last year. So oh. well, we are mostly for scholars by scholars. Scholars meaning that students rather than scholarship recipients. So how how do we get how did we get started with Project Ed? Is um well because a lot of my friends, I personally I'm a Kazana scholar. So I have a lot of friends who have this well good problem that you know we have access uh we have extra allowance every month. Oh. So it's like you know, um, you know, those those money lie in my bank account, and well, I I did I, I didn't know what to do with that, right? You know, be, you being a student and having uh, uh quite a huge sum of money, I was like, well, why not? Um, let's do something interesting. So I saw this. Um, I got this inspiration from a uh a Philippine Filipino girl, 
uh, their their university students as well. So they funded a student in the in in Philippines in the Philippines to actually pursue his tertiary education. So they only funded that person. So I thought, you know, if we could bring this um um this methodology, this you know this thing came back to Malaysia, it would be more interesting. And uh, we want to make it more sustainable. That's why I started asking around, you know, friends, hey, if you are interested to, you know, donate a, a small sum of money every month so that we can, you know, create a scholarship fund. So here's how the Knowledge is Free scholarship uh, started. So we, we collect 45 ringgit every month from, you know, from contributors, scholars, non-scholars. Um, some of them are public, their parents, you know, uh, 45 ringgit every month. With this small sum of money, which is about one ringgit fifty cents a day, well, exactly one ringgit fifty cents a day. So with this small sum of money, we could, you know, do something, and we have uh contrib we have uh sponsored eight students as per se now, uh, to date um to pursue their tertiary education at local public universities, um and yeah, besides the scholarship, we realized that you know like only giving out scholarships doesn't make sense because the impact is really small. So we thought, you know, why not we do something? Um, we believe that um, everyone's university experience is the unique and it's the asset of Project Ed. So, you know, we say, oh, we have experience in, you know, getting into university, getting scholarships here and there. Why not we share our experience with the students? So we started with um, educational workshops and also digital mentorship, as per se. Yeah, this is how we started and we focus on these three initiatives a lot. And um, so we, because we believe that this is how we can get the students to get into education. Yeah. Okay. So uh, like from your explanation just now, so it sounds like uh, your company is not profitable. Uh, like every one of you don't receive profit from it? Uh, yes and no. Um, so we don't, um, committee ourselves, we don't um, receive any monetary uh, profit. Uh, but then we receive a lot of guidance and personal growth, which we believe is more valuable than um than our uh, you know, monetary profit. But then um we do sustain ourselves um through different not only through the donations, we also um we also um sustain ourselves through CSR projects. So basically, companies reach out to us to uh to run CSR programs for them. So we have um dealt with uh. Companies like Kazana, um, we are going to do one with Accenture, Google Malaysia, and here so forth, uh, so yeah, here and there. So this is uh, some of the ways that we um, actually sustain ourselves, yeah, as an organization. Yep. Okay. So why do you like to ask more? Uh, yes. So since so just now uh, you mentioned Nelson, you mentioned about like so project is basically a social entrepreneur leadership uh, effort lah, a non non for profit startup, right? So like, how do you then measure the, the skill and success of Project Ed since it is a non-for-profit non startup? Right, okay, um, this is a very good question. Um, well, we measure this, well, we, we always measure the success of our project um, uh, with the amount of students being impacted. Mm -hmm. So impact measure is a very important thing, you know, in our organization or rather in, in, in startup scene. So, different kind of impact, right? Some people is on, you know, like tech, some people is more on, for us it's more on social education, right? So we measure the impact by, for example, the workshops. Um, we, will have, we have a 
pre-workshop survey and a post-workshop survey. And three months later, we have another survey which clearly um, can, um, the, you know, the status of students, have they learned anything from our workshop? And also for our scholarships, we, we actually keep track and we actually check, do check-ins with the scholars so that we understand what have they been up to and so that we can also um, report this to our stakeholders, which are our contributors, public who believe in us, because you know it's a it's a real organization. It's an it's not like a student project or like a student association as per se, right? So you have um people to report to, you have stakeholders to you know to to manage. So that's why we need to be very particular and be very transparent in terms of this. Yeah. So you you so you basically track the progress of every student's uh. Exactly. So yeah, we do as much as possible to you know to um to communicate and to track their status, their you know their learnings, their growth. But well, event. I mean, anyhow, we can't track everyone, especially the workshops, because a lot of times students um don't fill up the form, and you know we do we do have the problems that students like simply fill up the form. You know, you understand that, right? So so that's something that we um we have been trying to tackle, and hopefully can you know um mitigate this problem yeah so so so, so far how, what is the what is the scale of the project and like how many how many students impacted like how many volunteers actually volunteered oh right um good question um we um volunteers per se we have uh, more than 100 well uh, a little over 100 volunteers who have um who, who are volunteering with us and on and off like um, for different workshops and we have about um seventy ish um contributors who contribute monthly um to our um to our scholarship fund, and then um how many students we have impacted. We registered last year, but we started this project two years ago as a as a social project. So, uh, if we calculate, if we if we consider all two years um in total, we have impacted more than two thousand students um through shops, through digital mentorship, and also through our scholarships. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, we have eight scholars right now, and we are aiming to uh, sponsor another ten students next year, ten to twelve, making it twenty scholars. Mm -hmm. So, so that's our goal. Um. For for next year. Yeah. Do you have any goals for about expanding the volunteers and also the contributors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't really um worry about the volunteers part because you know a lot of volunteers, a lot of students like you guys, like I mean myself, right. We want to volunteer for this kind of stuff, especially that's something which is close to us, which is something that we know, right? So, uh, for example, engineering, you know, um, psychology, whatever. So this is something that we know and we want to contribute back. So volunteer part, we, we, don't, we don't really have, um, you know, uh, much, um, you know, uh, effort, putting much effort in it to, you know, to recruit volunteers because we know they will come. But then... Um, in terms of con contributors, because it involves um, money, money, and in yeah. well, this is more cautious, and we always want to make it more transparent. Therefore, um, we don't really simply recruit, or rather, we 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 are more cautious in terms of recruiting volunteers. So, we will actually talk to them and share with them what is uh what will it be like, you know, share the expectations and whatnot, so that they understand. Okay, this money is going for this, this, this going for the scholarship fund and you know it won't go to other stuff and yeah we won't take any cent or whatnot and you know how they will be reported um by us uh, on you know what have we done you know what are the scholars up to 
and also they will receive uh, they will see the you know this um uh track tracker so that they can see how many months have they contributed and oh. so on yeah it's we want to make it as transparent as possible so that um we can make people believe in us because we don't want to break the trust because we we always believe that the trust is the most important thing and once you break it it's never ever to be the same again so we want to make it as transparent as possible yeah like just now, just now you said that uh, mentors like maybe they need uh, effort and also contributors they need um they will start, oh, yeah. supply money monetary stuff right so like right. And, and so since you're so far you start have batch these skills how do you like acquire your first batch of these contributors these volunteers you know, how, right. how do you acquire the first batch of volunteers and also contributors for project app right understood um so. Well, I was actually back in uh, Malaysia two years ago, so it was I was on the two plus two program. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware of the Southampton Malaysia campus. So I was in the Malaysia campus two years ago when I had this idea. Well, or rather, I uh, sort of realizing this idea. Uh, I didn't have this idea. The Filipinos guys have the, had this had this idea, but well, um, I took the inspiration. And to be fair, um, um, I started with my friends because. I'm a scholar as well, so I have a lot of friends who are scholars. So I literally asked them, you know, did a survey and hey, dude, you wanna do this, you know, you know, would it be fine? A short survey, you know. After asking a lot of like more than hundred people, yeah, I got a, a pretty solid yes, like a pretty solid positive uh, sign that you know this is something that we could go for. And I believe that you know um, the first thing you need when you need to start and you know you want you need to start a project or you want to materialize this an idea right is to just get started find a way you know a survey form is free don't don't wait until people give you money to do something right so or you know or people teach you how to do so yes just, just find a way you know ask your friends hey are you interested in this this if not do you have any friends who are interested in this 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 so this is how i got started to you know to with uh to get a bunch of um, students who are interested in uh, in contributing 45 ringgit a month. Then slowly, when we had that 45, that, that amount of contributors, 30, 40, then I was asking, hey, anyone wants to volunteer for you know, this kind of project? Because we already have a bunch of contributors who believe in education and wanting to change the education in Malaysia, they are more willing or they are more prompted to actually volunteer for us as well. So uh, again, it's a word of mouth that slowly progress, progress, and um, people will actually uh, come to us and we are so fortunate that a lot of media actually wanting to feature us and whatnot that we are being blessed with that because um, I solely believe that because we are a student-led organization and people love to hear stories and this is how we we we, we you know we got um, a bit of you know features on media or this kind of media but we believe that uh, media is a tool or rather it's a um, byproduct of what we are doing our goal is always the students yeah um, i did some research about you that you're a master in aeronautics and astronautics right uh, aerospace engineering exactly uh yeah how do you actually handle project at at the same time you being a student yourself like your time your work. Uh, yeah. Good question. Good question. Um, to be fair, um, 
it's a well i i would put it this way um i have uh you need to well time is 24 hours. everyone has the same time right yeah. if i say well i am busy and well what's bill gates what's you yeah. know Elon Musk? so <laughs> so it's how um how one person how one can prioritize their time is it the time for work is it the time for studies is it time to play to rest or is it the time for family so i i have this habit of you know having a priority um, list on, on my wall that i could you know shift around i have the sticky pad family um, project at work and studies rest myself so i would just shift it around whenever um i need to like for the week so some week I focus more on family, some week I focus more on work, depending on the capacity that I have. And I do believe that we need to take rest as well so that we can actually recharge. And yeah, this is how I do it. And well, I don't have a to-do list as per se, because I block everything on my calendar, because I believe that only if you have a specific time to do a specific task, then you will do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, then you will be more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you will you'll be more likely to do it. So having a to-do list is just a list of grocery 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 list that you know you you might not even do because the longer the list, the more reluctant you want to do the thing. So yeah, I just block my time. And well, sometimes I missed it, you know, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Just let it go and think that you know you are human as well. Yeah. You make mistakes. So yeah, just reschedule it, put it on different uh, different time, uh, different day or different time slot, work on it again and make sure you do it this time. So yeah, that's how I do it because I just don't believe in to-do list for myself. Yeah. 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 For all the stuff or like that to-do list, you actually need motivation to do it. So what makes make you motivated like every morning uh, you woke up out of your bed to do the same thing every day? Well, um, to be fair, um, I don't do the same thing every day because I feel like, well, it's, well, every day is different, right? You want to explore something new, you know, even if you go and learn something new, right? So, well, um, that's because students uh, answer, but anyways, (laughs) so, um, um, well, I, I would say, how do I get myself motivated? I would say it's a habit rather than, you know, well, um, the best way to motivate yourself I mean, the best person to motivate yourself is yourself. Oh, right. I mean, no yeah. one can motivate you if you don't want to do it yourself. Let's say Bill Gates give you 100 million, but if you don't want to do it, you wouldn't do it. I mean, you yourself is the person who motivates yourself. So it goes, if you want to go more fundamentally, it goes into habits. So it's all being disciplined and, you know, habits that, okay, if I want to wake up at seven every day, I will just, you know, progressively work on it. And until perhaps, I'm not sure if uh, you guys heard about, you know, the 21 days rule to, uh, to, to make a habit. Well, perhaps after 21 days, you know, you will get this habit that you will voluntarily work up at seven and feel energized. So that was how I, I felt and I pick up this habit of waking up early and, yeah, I just wake up naturally, having my breakfast, chill a bit, then I do my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So so Nelson, because like I noticed that your your pro your LinkedIn profile right is all about your fantastic achievements. Like your Dalano fellow and also you like you represent Malaysia to US also for like a social entrepreneurship conference, right? Oh yeah, it's a it's a, a program called Wisely. It's a Young Southeast Asia initiative. Uh, I would recommend everyone to apply for it because it's something which is very transformative, transformative, and it's life changing experience. And it's it's a it's a it's a good chance for you know for students who are in, interested in um environment, social entrepreneurship, and you know civic engagement, NGO stuff to actually you know learn from people from the well, from the West. Yeah, it's something different. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I saw like a list of achievements that award you have received. So, so actually, say, do you have do you have have you ever made any mistakes or like failure that you made along the way? Oh, I mean yes, uh, for sure. To be fair, um, that's well, I, I, I solely believe that um, well, awards and achievements, right? It's just a byproduct of what you're doing. So, same goes to the resume. A lot of people ask, hey, why do you have so many things to write on resume? Yeah. Or rather, or the other way around, why don't you have anything to write on your resume? <laughs> it boils down to what you are doing, right? Mm -hmm. If you are interested in doing something, you'll do it well, and somehow, somewhat, you'll get some awards or something to write on your resume, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, eventually, you will get something to write. So, don't worry about what to write on resume. Just worry about, you know, finding yourself and be who you are and do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. For example, I'm interested in education, social entrepreneurship. I join a lot of stuff in, in terms of uh, social entrepreneurship and all this stuff. I'm passionate to do it. So I will do until 2, 3 a.m. for that. Yeah, that goes to my resume one day, which people see what I'm doing, you know, and gave me some um, rewards. No, some kind of award and achievements or some initial, um, some uh, fellowship that I uh, joined. That's how we, you know, we got something to write on resume, right? So don't worry about what to write on resume. Rather worry about what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you, what, what do you love to do? Yeah. And well, in terms of, sorry, um, I, I, I think I sidetracked a bit. What was your question? Oh, like, do you, have you done any like mistakes uh, along mistakes? the way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. For sure. I mean. Um. Definitely. Um. To us, is human, right? So who doesn't mean? A lot of mistakes. Um. Uh, a lot and a lot of time. Well, you just learn from the lesson. You can't avoid mistakes, but rather you should, you know, um, face it bravely. And I believe it's hard. It's difficult. It's tough. It's painful, but it's worth it. I think. Um, well, I, well, um, I, I personally have, okay, let me share you with my, you know, uh, uh, an example of myself. So like back in SPM, right? Well, um, I didn't really study for SPM for the whole year until the last month. Although, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was a pretty okay student, you know, got some A's, like I was doing pretty okay. Um, but I'm, I wasn't paying attention in class that much until the last one month. So I, push myself into a room, I worked there, I did a lot of mistakes, like, oh, why did I know this, blah, 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 you know, I slept, I was like, oh, I, su I was supposed to do this work. It's yeah. painful, it was painful, it was painful for that one whole month. 
but the result came out is worth it. So it's all about learning from the mistakes, you know, and slowly, progressively, you know, you learn something and mm -hmm. uh, eventually achieve it. And I would say, as long as you don't give up, there's no mistakes. There's only learning process because you'll always reach your goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a bit philosophical, but yeah. <laughs> but that's what I, uh, what, what I believe in, yeah. Uh, so like so that project eh, like uh, how you started it uh, do you have like before you started it your expectation and your reality after you started it uh, what is your expectation and what comes the reality for sure for sure yeah expectation um well we expected a lot of people would join um reality not too bad it was all right um but some of my some of the people that I thought they would join didn't. So mm -hmm. that's something, you know, um, that, you know, you, you can't expect too much, right? And I would say the biggest contrast would be, well, I, I didn't expect the workload would be that huge. The responsibilities in the sense that, well, um, and it was a tough process, I would say, um, of, of, on realizing it, on the realization process, because I was like, Oh, let me, you know, uh, apply for this NGO thing, right? Uh, as, as NGO status. So I just go to this office to apply. So we got rejected four times. Oh. So, so, so it was, it wasn't that easy. It's a, it's like a, you know, advanced, uh, it's a pre, pre-work opportunity for me, you know, like that I could go for like, you know, like you didn't have this opportunity to actually face like an adult when you're in university, like literally an adult that like you, you know, you have to start an NGO, you have to start an you know, so, uh, organization, you have to work with these people, big shots in big companies. How do you, how are you going to deal with them? Uh, right. Stakeholder management and all this stuff. That's, that's a steep learning process. And I never regret it because I overcame it. And mm -hmm. I believe that's something fruitful for me. And I'm still learning it. Not to say I'm the best, but, well, I'm still learning it. A lot, a lot more to learn. Just one percent done. Well, maybe yeah. zero point five. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, um, never regret it. A lot of mm -hmm. difference in in terms of um expecting it and uh getting to ground and do it. So, thought it is something like that. But when you do it, it's a different case. So having an idea and uh and really doing it is a different case. And it's a whole different story. So if you have an idea, you know, idea is, to be fair, idea is shit. Execution is cool. So idea is just worthless. Like if you have this, you tell me you have this unique idea that the whole world only you have, you you thought about it. I tell you it's fake. You just Google it. Oh. A lot of time. I tried a lot of times. I thought, oh, this, you know, this idea is so brilliant, dude. I'm so smart. Then I search online, dude, it's there already. <laughs> so, so, so it's either, it's all about execution to be fair, no matter what idea. I, I came across this article, which um, there was this uh, you know, entrepreneur talking about, you know, no matter what kind of ideas you give to, you know, to successful entrepreneurs, they could put and execute it well. It will be a good idea because they know how to execute it, right? Yes. So it's more on execution, rather than uh, ideas because you can always pivot the idea right so if you only have the idea you don't do it you know it's always an idea 
<laughs> so like uh did uh, during the project X a uh, project app uh did some of your uh what expectation did you uh, achieve some of your expectation yeah i mean i do um well we do i mean uh, as a team right so we believe that you know we want to help students to get into their university we do receive success stories here and there and you know our we have one vision which we want to do and um we always align ourselves to that vision is that one day project ad will not be exist anymore um, because only if uh, project ad is you know only only when the education is equal there's no need for project ad to be existed yeah there's no need for us right our goal is one day we don't have to be exist mm, yeah 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 so for project ad uh what's the biggest achievement that uh you have achieved uh project ad has achieved well wow that's a very good question um um well as a group as an organization i would say um i would put it this way so as an organization we could receive um we could help a lot of students i mean this amount of students um with our time in university as an as a university students that's the biggest achievement that we have like helping students to you know pursue their, their education dreams not in terms of analytics or whatever numbers or what not right so um it's not about um statistics but as a whole you know we could do something and inspire other people to do to do more things and for me personally my biggest achievement in project ad that i i believe i well i'm still working on it is having able to you know consolidate and you know gather a group of people to work relentlessly uh, relentlessly um in um in you know helping more students and yeah that's something that i feel um i'm really proud of mm-hmm. and i always strive to you know help more um students as well as grooming my teammates to be a better leader if they want to be yeah so like uh you you did mention in your uh linkedin uh that knowledge should be free so do you actually believe it and why yeah i mean um well think about it i believe uh, in well that's my personal quote lah um knowledge yeah. is free education is expensive think about it right what you are studying in university you can get it on youtube yeah you can get it online and it's free so why are we still in university it's not because of the knowledge it's because of the network it's because of the opportunity because of the people that you meet and the opportunity for you to grow as a person right so if you tell me that wait i go to university is to get the knowledge is to get a good grades no it's not only that but think about it you want to well lifelong learning right so it's not after university do you tell me that you don't get new knowledge anymore no you yeah. learn something from different ways you either go for you know free workshops paid workshops learn it online here and there friends so i believe education is expensive and I personally have you know this um situations whereby I learn a lot from a 5 year old kid you know on playing games and what not oh, and I learn a lot from uh, people 
uh, who is like um, 80, 90 year old, share from their, uh, learning from their experience, you know, their life lessons, advice, what not, learn from a few people, 50 year old, my, my friends. Well, different people, we learn different things, right? And all this kind of knowledge transfer is free. You don't have to pay a single cent. Well, perhaps sometimes you have to pay them for coffee lah, or not. But, well, that's, um, it's always, it should be free, you know, like this kind of knowledge. Yeah. And mm. it's not only in terms of academic, if we were to, you know, put it in more general term, we shouldn't restrict it into academics. Oh, knowledge should be, uh, well, Newton's third law, Newton's second law, whatever, you know, equals to MC squared, whatever. So it should be more, um, to be fair, the best knowledge is something that actually enrich you as a person. Because when you fill yourself with knowledge, you will be more motivated to do what you want to do, you know, and to learn what you want to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So try to fill yourself with knowledge. I don't know. Personal growth. That's what I want to do. Mm. I like to know a lot in terms of myself and personal, yeah, to, to enrich myself as a person, yeah. No, son, like, after, like, do you, do you notice, like, uh, uh, what is the biggest change that you notice in yourself, like, in terms of personal development, uh, after you start, after you start up the project at, what is the biggest personal development that you have, uh, see in yourself after starting the project at? Got you, yeah, um, if I were to choose one, <laughs> okay, oh, okay, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, it's a life-changing experience. And I would say it's one of the most proudest thing I've ever had in my life. Well, um, like in, you know, in working on Project Ad, it's my pure honor. Um, it's great honor. So, well, if I were to choose one, um, I would say discipline. So, well, discipline, yes. Um, so it actually trains me to, um, well, after working on Project Ad, it actually makes me to be more disciplined well, it actually uh, um, cut off my procrastination time, you know, I know what I need to do. And, you know, to actually be more disciplined on um, how I uh, portray myself as a person because you are representing an organization and, well, the organization needs a face, right? You are the face as the, well, CEO as per se, right? Um, so as the spokesperson for this organization. So you are the face. So you have to portray yourself as a professional. So it actually... I'm a person who is very crazy, so I can't do those crazy, um, crazy face or whatever, right? So I have to be professional when I talk to the CEOs and whatnot. And well, yeah, actually, and also um, discipline in terms of my health, my um, um, personal life, and also my uh, personal enrichment in terms of books and whatnot. I choose to um, do something which I can enrich myself, so so that I can actually share with my teammates and. Know, the team um, the the project ad community as well because I believe like they are my family we call it project ad fam so that's the people that I wanna help or rather I wanna um, I wanna see them grow as well together I want to grow together with them so that's why I will put more effort in terms of you know managing my own time because I need to know what I want to do and I, I will you know grow myself read a lot of books and will share some advice that I learned from the books too with the people if there's any you know similar occasion happens yeah so i would say discipline and if i were to add one more it would be trust so i think trust is very important and you wouldn't you wouldn't you, you always trust yourself but sometimes you won't trust 
as much as your teammates, as much as you yourself. So, so you you if you ask someone to let's say work on a Google form, you want to check it, right? Can you believe the person so much that you don't check it and just let it go? No, to be you will want to see it because you know, like yes, please show it to me before you send it off. But then, yeah, but then um, I would say it can be trained. So slowly train myself that you know like first three times i'll just have a look if everything is fine to be fair it increased my trust that well this person is trustable that he's in and in, in another level already i put in levels lah, so he's in another <laughs> level you know this person i don't need to cross check yeah. rather to, i need to cross check my work work with him or her so, so, so actually, yeah, this is how I view things and, you know, like how I actually, uh, make more trust with my friends and also, well, somehow now I'm, I distrust myself more. So I'm, I trust my teammates more than myself because I feel like I'm the use, most useless person in the team. Well, which is, which is a good thing because only when, you know, the, the spoke person is the most useless person, meaning that the teammates are doing well, right? So they are doing very, they are doing in the in the hardworkingly and all those stuff, right? So, well, it's a good thing, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And also, Nelson, right? Since you are now in UK, right? I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you are also like uh, uh, getting into the entrepreneurship scene in UK, right? Because like, mm-hmm. uh, you were in entrepreneur first. In London, right? You were in the oh yes, yeah, academy or uh, organized. Uh, right. So um, entrepreneur first is a um, is a accelerator, or I will put it this way um, they are a startup founder accelerator, mm-hmm. as so something different from a startup accelerator. So they actually choose startup founder rather than they choose startups idea. So, oh. they, so they invest in the founders. They don't invest in the ideas. So they get a group of of uh, of people, individuals, like uh, mostly um tech related or even or uh, mostly masters and PhDs and well some in um business background people to come as a as an individual, and within three months they gather, they they will um they will get the you know those individuals to form a team within. Uh, each other to form an idea so they believe that um the founders is the back back are the backbones of the startup rather than the ideas which are which aligns with my uh, with my well my ideology as well because i believe that the founders are the one that pushing the people ahead right like just like the execution is cool so the execution is done by the founders right so well um this is what uh, entrepreneur first is doing so they will they are they will fund the founders to do some, um, you know, uh, to validate their ideas to create a startup. Mm-hmm. My role in uh, Entrepreneur First was, well, they are, they are, uh, they are a global team. So they, are, they have been in um, Singapore, Netherlands, UK, and whatever else, um, Paris, if I'm not wrong, France. Yeah. So I was a student partner with um, Entrepreneur of Entrepreneur First. Uh, last year so what I was doing is basically sharing um, what Entrepreneur First is about with uh, my university 
and you know how students can actually involve in entrepreneur first after they after their graduation and a lot of events happening in back in the uk like uk campus yeah so from, from your experience in entrepreneur first right what like what is the, your opinion on the youth entrepreneurship like uh, ecosystem in the uk especially when it compares to the malaysian one malaysian like the youth entrepreneurship ecosystem is it like a very right. thriving now. Is it like people? Understood. Right, got you. Um, so I would say um, UK entrepreneurship uh, on UK student entrepreneurships ecosystem yeah. is more. Well, I would say, well, easily three to four times more advanced than in back in Malaysia, because of the system in place. For example, um, back in my university, University of Southampton. We have this um, student incubator uh, program mm -hmm. and we have a uh, start a student uh, accelerator program. We have um, we have um, VC firm back in our university. It's a uni owned uh, VC firm which actually funds students to run startups. It's called Future World. And it's not only in, Malaya, in, in, in my university, it's also in different different universities. So their, their uh, emphasis on student entrepreneurship is very strong and they have a very strong emphasis on that and this is why I, I would say you know like wow it's like three to four times a lot of my friends delve into entrepreneurship because of a cool idea pro cool project especially in engineering stuff right well one of my friends who was in this um, future worlds program he's working on a AI um, uh, gift suggestion gift recommendation app mm -hmm. so so it's called Boom. So what they do is that they actually recommend gifts using artificial intelligence uh, with for individuals and for big clients like um uh what's that called like high high street retailers like those um LV uh those big brands lah basically. So this this is their this is his project and it's a registered company. So a lot of times like students want to delve into entrepreneurship. In the UK, uh, more than in Malaysia, like Malaysians still have this mindset of you know getting to work and whatnot. So, um, and to be fair, even if you are looking for a job, um, a, an experience in entrepreneurship would put you in a higher, um, higher would differentiate you from your peers mm -hmm. because of your, um, because of several things. One, well, your thinking, your thought process and how mature you are, right? Because you have experienced all these kind of um, stuff. Mm -hmm. And second, well, um, your failures, your experience, like your learning process, this is something that they, um, they, event and they, they appreciate as well. So yeah, it's, I would say UK is more advanced, but uh, Malaysia is slowly getting, you know, picking up and I would love to see more, you know, student entrepreneurs in Malaysia who can do stuff um, something that can solve the world, solve problems, like um, solve creating impacts to the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, so what is the best advice you can give to other entrepreneurs, like our group also, yes, entrepreneur society? 
to be like you. Yeah, to be like you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm well. I'm just a student as well, like you guys. So <laughs> we are all students. So well, um, if I were to give um, and well, to share my experience, or rather to put it in words, I would say um, just get started because university is the best time for you to fail because that's the only time in your life that you don't have to worry about money. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the last period of time already. So because once you graduate, you have to get work. Yeah. And well, you have to worry about, oh shit, if I, you know, shoot, I don't have money, how am I gonna, you know, I have this interesting project, I, wanna, I really wanna do it, but yeah. So, but if you are in university, well, at least your parents would, you know, you have to talk to your parents as well. I mean, in terms of, you know, the financial part. Well, be realistic. Tell them what you want to do. And I'm pretty sure they are more interested than, you know, helping you out and probably give you a, you know, a, a funding sort of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this um, well, doesn't have to be, be realistic. It doesn't be, have, have to be, you know, ambiguous or whatnot. Be be um be um be realistic. You know, start with something. Always think of how you can get free stuff, lah. Uh, like, you know, do survey for free, get new, get data for free or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, think, and there should be a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, uh, what is a quote that you actually believe in? Other than the knowledge, yeah, yeah, free education, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, I do. Well, I mean, quotes are all my favorite. I'm, I have a lot of favorite. Um, like favorite quotes. Um, I will share one with you guys. Uh, it's one by Kobe Bryant. So, every uh every every failure is an op every failure mistakes. Um, you know, um, pain. It's an opportunity for me to rise. Mm. Yeah, think about it. It's yeah, it's pretty true, right? Yes. So, uh, if you go into the deep, uh, dungeon, you the only way is to go up. <laughs> yeah. There's no getting anymore. So yeah, think about it, and you know that's one way to make you be more positive. Yeah, positive is key. Yeah. Okay, so 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 before before our uh, interview ends, so do so you want to have a shout out for your project? Sorry, do you want to have a shout out for your project before our interview? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it's it's an it's okay for you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'll I'll do a quick one. Um, if you're interested in um, well, contributing your part and join um, you know, uh, to be in um to tackle education inequality in Malaysia, join our movement and well, um, inspire other people as well. Um, join Project Ed, check out our Facebook, Instagram, and our website. I'm pretty sure you guys will share it out, but yeah, uh, check, uh, check out our website. Um, let me know if um, in, any, in any opportunity and chance that I can help out and share more about Project Ed and whatnot, let me know. I'm more than happy to do so. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nelson. No worries. Thank you so much for your time. Like um, well, it's uh, evening in it's Saturday evening, right? So thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you for your time as well. <laughs> yeah. So so that that is about it. So,
So thank you very much, Nelson, for joining us. Yeah, Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's my ple it's my great pleasure. Um, may I know by any chance can I get this video or whatever like when okay. it is uploaded? Okay. Just ping me. Um. Um. Oh yeah. Just ping. Oh yeah. When when you guys have uploaded it, is it on the website or newsletter? It is. We will be on our YouTube. YouTube. It, uh, yes, Facebook and also yes. So yes. Sorry. It will be on our yes, our account on our yes. Link. Okay. Okay. All right. Just share it with me um when it is uploaded and yeah, I'm more than happy to share it out with more people lah. Yeah. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Alright, thank you a lot. A lot, a lot. Alright, have a good evening and we'll have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, yeah. Bye. 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 Cheers.